when I came to London. Have I told you that? I think I remember so, you saying. It was 2003, and I came into London all by myself, and Chuck was going through a tough time, and there was mm. no one anywhere that I could find. And I found Dark Harry's times. number on an old website, and I called him up, and he directed me to the right place, and here I am. So, Praise God. Harry, whenever I hear your name, I think about that moment. I was walking in Harrow Sorry. High Street, and... Uh, and was phoning you. I didn't even know how to phone, to be fair. I mean, do I put a zero in front? Do I not put a zero in front? I had no idea, but awesome. It's so great to have you here. It's you a joy to be here. <laughs> Absolute so, joy. I'm gonna try and get your Thank you, appreciate it. I love it when God does things like that, where, you know, you know it's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> you get this phone call and somebody says, I really wanna find out where church is, can you tell me? And I absolutely love it. I bring greetings from High Wycombe. It's definitely a deep joy to be here. There's something about um, brothers and sisters in the same situation that just draws your heart. And of course, we're, we're a church of about the same size. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. No worries. Is it a screensaver? Might be. But definitely, I feel my heart drawn. There's an affinity between Wycombe and Watford in my heart, certainly. Um, because I feel like other brothers and sisters, they can't really understand, you know, they don't understand the, 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 the challenges that we face. Tell me when to click right. Ah, here we go. Yeah, brilliant. Someone's going to come out one. There we go. Thank you. Optimal resolution. Yeah, whatever. There you go. <laughs> here we go. We're there. Oh, it's, uh, hopefully it'll be fine. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it's fine. But, uh, you know, I, I really want to thank you as well because um, to have the opportunity to come here is really special. So as many times as Charles says, thank, thank you so much for coming up and, you know, speaking and whatever, it's, it's a completely mutual thing. So the last time when I came up, I took back just incredible encouragement from the worship service. You guys have an awesome worship service. It's amazing. I love it. Absolutely love it. This time, and I, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to enjoy the worship service again, and I did. But this time, something else hit me as I was sitting there. I was thinking, wow, what a, what a great sense of love there is here. What a great sense of... It's, it's, a, it's a, a, a sense of... Um, a very easy relaxedness with each other, you know, because uh, the, the service has a sense of um, calm and, um, you know, but basically I, I feel very, very welcome. I feel like I'm at home and I'm not really, am I? <laughs> but, but the fact that I feel it says a lot about you guys. And that's something I want to take back this time. So thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> what I've brought is a word from Luke 11. So, and it's, it's why pray? Now, I know, I know it sounds like a really dumb question because a lot of us do pray and we get a lot of good from it and we think, well, I can tell you why I pray. <laughs> There's lots of good reasons to pray. But it struck me recently that some of the reasons that I pray are actually wrong. I pray for the wrong reasons sometimes. And I'm thinking, well, okay, if, if, where am I now? 26 years, 26 years learning about this kind of thing. And I get it wrong, then, you know, maybe it'd be worth sharing. And hopefully you get something from it. Um, I'm going to dive straight in. So Luke 11, and I, I, can, I can put this up on the website as well. If, if, uh, send it to Malcolm. Oh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, okay, so I'll send it to Malcolm and you know you get this up on the website. Um, let's, 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 let's have a, have a look. B before I do dive in, I just want to say um, prayer, it, it is a reality check, isn't it? When do you pray? When, when do we pray? So when do you pray? Think of times when you've been prompted to pray. It might be because it's you know, re regular occasions, but are there any other times? Just put the question out there. A time when you pray. So a circumstance. Or is there a, is, is there, is there a situation that prompts you? Yes, yeah, me too. Definitely when you're stressed out. Out of your control. Absolutely. And, and desperation, isn't it? Same here. Exactly the same, Joe. When I uh, experience God in his creation. Wow. Now, you see, some people I can really relate to. You're so spiritual, brother. <laughs> you absolutely amaze me. Every time you open your mouth, I'm like, I need to sit at your feet and listen to this and just draw it in. I wish I were. And um, that, I think, is... Um, is, is a sign of, you know, how close to God you are, personally. That's my opinion. Um, but, you know, that, that's kind of where I want to get to. And, uh, and I'll come to that in this. But, but great answer. Thank you so much. The, these, the, the, the correlation here, you know, if, but, but think for yourself. You know, the, 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 there are times of desperation. There are times of when, when you're moved. You know, you, you see God's work and you, you move to pray. And there are times of desperation. You know, you, you feel... Things are out of my control. What do I do? And it matters to me what the outcome is. Those kind of times. You know, and, and it's worth thinking, as I'm flipping the, flipping the slides, so we're thinking about when do you pray? What, what prompts you? How do you feel when you hear things on the news? Uh, I don't know, terrorism. You know, you, you hear about something... That, um, there was an anniversary of a terrorist attack in London Bridge, you know, and you kind of think, oh, dark times, you know, that's not far away, just downtown, you know, and it could have been me walking down, you know. Does, does that enter your mind? The, all the Trump and Kim rhetoric, you know, all these trading, he said this and, she, and he said this, and, you know, it, it's, it's, you feel like, boys! Calm down, please, because, you know, they've got the nuclear button right there. How do you feel about that kind of thing? What, what about when you hear about, um, I don't know, a friend maybe going through a health challenge? Or maybe you're going through a health challenge. Maybe you hear about um, friends at school and they're going through a hard time at home. And I can remember, goodness me, talk about the hardest times in life, uh, the, the mystery of the teenage years. Maybe it's those kind of situations. What is it for you? And that's, that's the thing I'd leave you with. But uh, let, let's, let's have a look at what, what Jesus says. So Luke 11, verses 1 to 13. I'm just going to read through the passage and then come back to it. So one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say... Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then he shares a parable. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend. And you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine has come on a journey 
So a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door's already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he'll not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he'll surely get up and give you as much as you need. And I just want to point out the words shameless audacity, and I'll come back to that in a bit as well. And uh, of course, I mean, what a great God we have. As much as you need, how much is he going to give you? As much as you need. How incredible. But uh, I'll come back to that in a, in a minute. We'll just finish off reading the passage. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, to the knock, the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you're evil, don't hold back, Lord. <laughs> Tell us exactly what you think of us. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You know, there's, um, there's, there is a lot in the passage, and I'm going to focus on... The, the passage broadly breaks down into what to pray, why Jesus wants us to pray, and what God is going to give us when we pray. So those, those three kind of broad areas, I'm actually going to focus on why, because that's my learn. But obviously, you know, you could spend a lot of time in, in what to pray and learning tons from that too, or indeed what God gives. But I'm going to spend my time in why he wants us to pray. I, I will cover the what to pray very, very quickly, because I think it's worth us praying through this. Can we pray through this together? Maybe just all of us pray through this. Let's bow our heads. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much. This, this is not the, the version that Jesus refers to in Luke 11. He just does a summarized version, but it, it has the same structure. And of course, you can pray through this um, just, just as we just did, or use it as a structure. But notice how Jesus responds. So there are, there are a few things that um, Jesus teaches directly, but none where I can remember the disciples actually coming to him and saying, can you teach us this? You know, they don't ask him, can you teach us how to preach? Can you teach us how to heal? You know, can you teach us how to read our Bibles? You know, how should we read this passage? Or they, they don't come to him with that, but they do see something different in his prayer. He's just finished praying and their question is, we want to be able to do that. And I love how he keeps it simple because it is simple. Very, very simple and straightforward. And that, that structure, anybody can pray. You know, it's, it's not beyond any of us. But I think they saw something in his power and the conclusion they drew was, it's his prayer. 
That's the difference. And hence the question. That's why they asked him this. So certainly, you know, what to pray, I think is important, but I think we, it comes from the why. So I'm going to dive straight into that. And it, he, he, this is how he explains it. And I'll be, I'll be honest, I've misunderstood this for many of my years as a Christian. I've not understood it correctly. I'd, and it, this is the danger, isn't it? When you read something and you think, oh, yeah, I understand that, and then move on, there's always going to be a danger. Of course, staying curious is the key. Let's read it again. Jesus says, suppose you have a friend. And, you, and just put yourselves in this position, because that's what the parables are for, right? And wait for the switch. Each one of Jesus' parables has a, has a big switch, turns the world upside down. Wait for the switch in this one. Suppose you have a friend. You go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And immediately, I can't relate to that. Anybody in the last year go to a neighbor and say, can you lend me something at midnight? Did anybody, did anybody even go to a neighbor and ask them for anything? <laughs> and I didn't either. And I don't. We just, we just don't do it, do we? I don't think we do. And I think there's a, there's a few reasons which I'll touch on in a minute, but it's hard to, to relate. And um, the second bit is even, it's just as hard. You have a friend visit you. You don't have anything to offer them. They didn't, you didn't know they were coming. So you think to yourself, oh, I'll go to my neighbor and see if there's any food there <laughs> and take theirs and give it to this friend. Really? No, that just doesn't happen. But there's a couple of things that will help us to get the point, some cultural references. So the first one is the hospitality was the expected norm. And it wouldn't be the case that you know, you'd have somebody come to your door and let them go empty-handed. It just doesn't happen in, in the Middle East at that time. And pr actually, to be honest, even now, yeah, even now, it wouldn't happen. It's the same with India, you know, my, where my parents are from. But it, it was the expected norm to the point where if you did, you were in a position of shame. Because you ought to always have a bit extra just in case you get that knock because you, you want to have that welcoming feeling. You know, the welcoming feeling I got when I came in here today. But, but that's, that, it was, it was, it was, it was um, down to the food, you know, the drink. Have you got any needs that we can meet? And it was the expected norm. So, so that helps us a little bit. Why is he so eager to get this bread? That he's going to go to a neighbor, knock on the door, wake him up, and, and you know, put him in a, in a position of such discomfort just for this guy who shows up unannounced at midnight, what is that about? But that, that's one of the reasons. Then this is the, this is the reason why it's okay to ask your neighbor, because it was both personal and corporate. So it wasn't just his responsibility, it was the town's responsibility. So this person is on a journey, is visiting the town, and the town has a reputation. So, and, and in a sense, I can relate coming in here, because I'm kind of from another town <laughs> and coming in you know feeling the warm welcome and feeling the love I kind of thinking well I've I, you know the Watford church has a reputation now you know feel the pressure <laughs> next time I come you know <laughs> come next week but um the reputation is built on that experience you know and then I go so so I couldn't google 
you know, the town and say, what, what does, you know, Gethsemane look like or whatever, or uh, Gethsemane, um, Galilee, you know, what, what, what is, uh, get, get a star rating, you know, TripAdvisor, no, none of that. It has to be from the experiences that people took with them. So the responsibility is both personal and corporate. And that's why the neighbor, everybody listening to Jesus that day would have been expecting the neighbor to say, uh, yes, yes, of course. Yeah, let, let me get some. I've got, I've got some. And next time, you know, make sure you've got some as well. You know, because they're concerned about that. It's important for them. They, they want to present that image. So hopefully that, that helps, you know, kind of fill in the gaps in terms of understanding why is this guy doing this strange thing? And of course, we're, we're not like that, actually. I needed to, needed to skip back to here to bridge that and this to God. Say, God, you know, this is where I'm at. Father, and what, what is it that you ask for? What is it that you ask for? Each of these things, then they're probably not the destination that you were thinking of, the, the ideal outcome. Um, God's riches, being found by God, having him fulfill your needs, or the fact that you were dead in the first place. They're probably not the things that you were thinking about. What is his answer? I mean, obviously, we all want answered prayers. That's why we pray. We offer up a question to him, and then, then he gives us an answer. And Jesus says that we will get a response, you know, if we ask. It will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock on the door will be opened. You know, there's no two ways about it. And I love this. But how many times have you prayed with that doubt in your mind? Well, last time I prayed and it didn't happen. And it still doesn't happen. I prayed yesterday and it didn't happen. And the answer that came to my mind was, oh, it's because of perseverance. I just got to keep going. I just got to keep banging at that door, you know, keep nagging at him. Don't remember me? You know. (laughs) Just got to annoy him. If I annoy him enough, you're going, oh, okay, just to shut you up. Here you go. But that's so, that's so not what he is. You know, he's, he's so not like me. But he tells us what he's going to give us. And this is the answer to all our prayers. He's going to give us the Holy Spirit. Now, what, what did you think when I said that? Because <laughs> what I thought, I must confess, I was a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Joe wouldn't be able to relate to this, but I was, I was a little bit kind of, oh, you know. What I wanted was riches, you know. <laughs> what I wanted was something, you know. What, what we want, you know, wealth or... And, and I can understand health. and I, I haven't faced health challenges myself. That's, that's not something I particularly want to put out there as a... You know, but, but I know that people do face health challenges and they're, they're serious and they're all-encompassing. They take over your world. Success. You're going for something and you're unsure of yourself. Um, popularity. Be accepted. It's normal, isn't it? Be the coolest in the class. Or at least, at least have friends. <laughs> That'd be good. Certainty. You know, I want to know where, what, what does tomorrow look like or next week or whatever. I want power and influence. I want the ability to have a say. I want to, want to be able to make a difference. I want comfort. 
I just, I'm in a place of stress or I'm in a place of severe discomfort and I just want comfort, please. But the answer is that what we need is the Holy Spirit in all of those situations. That's the answer. That's when we pray, he gives us the Holy Spirit. He connects with us and he's the answer. It might not be the riches, it might not be the popularity, it might not be the health, but the connection trumps everything. Um, I remember what C.S. Lewis said, Christianity is not about making bad people good or good people better. It's about bringing the dead to life. And until we acknowledge, well, actually, no, I'm dead. In the world, I'm dead. In myself, I'm dead. In my efforts and skills, in my knowledge, in all of my experience, in all of that, I'm dead. It doesn't stand me any hope at all, not even to get up. But in God, I'm alive. He chooses it freely for any of us, whenever we ask. I love that the friend goes at midnight. I love it. It's absolutely clear. Anytime, anytime, you come to me as yourself, shameless, audacious, you will get the Holy Spirit. Just to wrap up, are you okay today? Or are you poor, lost, needy, or dead? And where are you poor, lost, needy, or dead? You know, is, is it in a work situation? Is it in, uh, at home, in a family situation? Is it with friends? Is it with a relationship? Is it with your health? Is there some uncertainty looming over you? And it's putting you in a position of, I am completely helpless here. I don't know what to do. Can you be shameless, the audacious with your God? Can you do this? Because if you ask, you will receive the Holy Spirit and you will see life. Thank you.